Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Praise the Lord. We are considering do good to haters, part two. And it's part of areas to stretch. Please take your seat. Life is full of different things. Jesus speaking to the people here told them that one of the things you would have to do and one of the areas you would have to do in terms of stretching would have to do with doing good to people who hate you. Naturally speaking, it's not an easy task. It's not a very simple instruction. It looks simple, but it's heavily pregnant with difficulties. Because ordinarily, when people hate you, you must not even connect with them. You just walk away. Or hate them some, like somebody will say. <laughs> but Jesus says that People that hate you in your family, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, wherever they are, do good to them. And when you do that, it said, it is at that point that you will become my children. Wow. It's powerful. So, Jesus is telling us that one of the areas we would have to stretch would be the area of doing good in general. Doing good, that you must be a good person. And you see, doing good also means that you must be generous at heart. That you are more of a philanthropic person. You are able to give to people who do not deserve what you are giving them. Because actually in Luke chapter 6, he's already told us that there is no beauty in returning good to people who do good to you. So, Jesus wants us to be generous at heart 
and give our best to people who try to hurt us with hatred. Now, there are some mother-in-laws that you must send them an offering. Even though they are fighting with you concerning their son or daughter. Same for father-in-laws, sister-in-law. Some bosses and colleagues at work. Hey. Some aunties and uncles and stepmothers. Stepfathers. <laughs> hey. An ex-wife. An ex-husband has a child with you but didn't really love you for you to enjoy the love that gave you pain. He said, do good. It's nice. Doing good does not mean go and lie down let them sleep with you again. Doing good does not mean put yourself in harm's way. But when the opportunity comes up, take it. Do good. If it is in your power to do so, don't redraw it. Praise the Lord. As we are talking right now, there are people sharing a child with an ex and they cannot see eye to eye. Because the more you try to comport yourself, the more undignified that other party becomes. So doing good becomes difficult. Okay. If it was an easy thing, Jesus would not instruct you and I to do. Because you'll be able to do it in and of yourself. Jesus recognizes that this kind of instruction is difficult to fulfill. That's why he's saying that. When you are asked to go one mile, go two. They ask of your coat, give them your suit. It is something that you have to stretch to perform. Because there are haters in this life. You see, and Jesus did not say just do good because you can easily do good to people who are good or people who love you, like you, who are your fans. But Jesus is saying that the ones that are always sitting on your nerves, who make you unhappy, who hate you, backbite you, and speak about you to other people in a bad light. He says, when you have an opportunity, do good. How does it feel? To do good to the gossip <laughs> who spoke to your boss to sack you. You know? Haters. And some haters can go to an extent where they can sacrifice themselves so that you'll be out of the equation. Some people can give some powerful people sex. So that they can make a request on your head. Like the daughter of Herodias. She's dance and dance a sexy dance. And after the sexy dance, 
The king asked him, what do you want? And he said, I want the head of John the Baptist. Hey. Some people don't care what ever they would have to sacrifice to get you out of the way. So bad. That is them. You Sometimes you can change some people. No matter what you say. You will not be able to change the way some people operate. Because they have operated like that for a long time. And even with Christians. Who have Jesus in them. And who are supposed to be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes stop their process of transformation and growth. And they become stuck in themselves. Where they hear the word of God from one side. And then the word just goes out of this place. Not slowly, but it goes. Like that the word has nothing. No work in them. They are a roadside kind of believer. They hear the word. They are excited about it. But the birds of the air come and take the word out of their heart immediately. They go and they forget. So they are always wayside. I'm feeling it already. One of the painful things in this life is to find an ingrate in church. Somebody you help because you met in church. And they turn around to backbite you. They turn around to try to bring shame and reproach to you. They turn around and most of the time it is because it is not because you are bad, but it is because they are bad. And it is because they are opportunistic and they were expecting more from you that they didn't get. Not that you didn't give them your best, but they were expecting more that they didn't get. So, when you even give them your head, like John the Baptist's head was given on a platter of silver, they don't know what to do with it. Now, if you want to bother yourself with the hatred nature of people, you will die before your time. Because some people will not change. If they don't hate, they feel weak. It's hatred that makes them feel strong. And they are always looking for an opportunity to confuse the system. They are confusionist, divisive people, mostly people that are in church, but Satan has hired because of their immaturity. Hey, yeah, nice. People can hate you and transfer the hatred to other people. It's like a work in progress. We are gathering momentum. <laughs> we'll be doing campaign. That's why some people can move from one house to another house. 
to another house. Anybody they meet, they will give them a drop of the hatred they have for you. It's a distribution of hatred. So if you are not careful, you'll be fighting a hate fight and you don't even know how it emanated. And whoever told you about it didn't tell you the whole story. You can hate people and you really don't know why you hate them in the first place. Because you were taught to hate. And so you are hating for the love you have for the hater. Oh, I'm feeling it in Pope. Ah. Let me tell you that if you are in church, you will encounter something like this. Somebody will report you for hatred and the people you will be reported to will start the process of hating you and they will also transfer it to another person and they will transfer it to another person and they will transfer it. So it is part of church. Jesus said, woe unto you when all men love you. You must be hated if you are a child of God. So something that is it. Adolescence or adolescent stage is a stage that you cannot run away from. You understand? Puberty is a stage that you cannot run away from. If you have in heart to grow from childhood. And not to die before 10. Puberty will reach you. But if you have any expectation to grow past 10. You must go through puberty. True or false? (laughs) If you are a child of God and you have any expectation. Of growing to become. What Jesus wants you to become. Hatred is like puberty stage. That you must go through. You can't avoid it. Nobody brings it to you. The system will generate it. Hatred is not something that is brought to you. It is something that is generated because of your nature. That because you are a child of God. You must be hated. This is something that will come. So when you are hated, it's normal. Tell somebody, normal. So why are you troubled? Ask somebody, so why are you troubled? You have to be hated, Mpo. And up until now, when you have been in the church and nobody has hated you, no. It's not normal. It's abnormal. Why is it that you are here and you have not been hated yet? It's a sign of inactivity that you don't exist. Or you are not growing. Or that your Christianity is questionable. Because offense must need to come. It has to come. It has to come. And if you have been here and you have not felt offended yet. You have not engaged yet. It's like you know that. You see, the way you know that you have not engaged is that you have not been offended. But if you are really to engage, if you are walking alone 
And the walk is determined by your senses. And how you see and how you navigate through life. You can carefully and meticulously choose your steps to where you are going and you will be sure not to hit your foot to any rock. That is you alone navigating your way through life independently, exclusively you. But if you are to do things with others, that's what I'm saying that. A sign that you have not engaged is that you have not been offended. But if you were to engage, somebody say the word, let me hear. You cannot engage and not be hurt. Or not be offended. Because you are engaging people who also have different things in them. Some of them, what they have in them is a bile. So as for you alone, what is in you is fine. (laughs) But this life, thankfully, is not you alone. Yeah, we are all here. As we are here, we have to wear our mask well. Please, please, wear your mask. Make sure it covers your nose because somebody will be offended. Make sure it covers your nose. Make sure it covers your nose. Because some people, if you don't wear it for it to cover your nose, they feel like you are putting them at risk. Why are you breathing coronavirus into the system? Please cover your nose so that you don't offend anybody. Wow. Left to them alone in this room, they don't need to wear masks. But because other people are in the space, and not everybody can hold on to the mask for two hours, sometimes it will drop small. When it drops more, somebody will feel uncomfortable. Rightly so. Because all of us don't have the same levels of immunity of our system. So, some people, they don't want trouble. So, they won't cause trouble. But the mere fact that you will not cause trouble does not mean somebody should not cause. Some of us, we will cause and we are causing. And we will cause again. And still causing. And must cause. So if you are Christian. <laughs> you must be hated. Yes. That, that's the point. You should expect it. So Jesus said that. Because you must expect it. Do good to them that hate you. Because normally, if 10 people were to come to you, only two will be good. Jesus healed 10 lepers. Only one was good enough to return. That is, out of every 10 people, 9 are ingrats. And ingrats are normally haters. 
That is, they can, they, can, they can only receive from you because they know you can give them, but they really don't like you. They come from hypocrisy. And they are hypocrites. Can smile with you and bite you by the corner. Or one one Bite mama, bite picky. Now tell somebody, hatred is part of life. Anybody not clapping their hand is a suspect. Oh, you can see. I'm preaching this message. Can you preach? I'm preaching already. You would think I'm not preaching. What's the time? Seven past eleven. I'm already preaching, pa. It's powerful. Why are you even concerned that people hate you? There is nothing wrong with you. They must hate you. It's a must. Every president must be hated. Opposition is part of life. Every star must be hated for giving light. If you don't want to be a star, let's cry. Let's cry. That you are hated, but if you must be a star, you can't cry for being hated. Now I'm going to show you a few things. In Romans chapter 12, the Bible is very clear that we shall be hated. Verse 17 to 21. Watch what the Bible said. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things Honest in the sight of all men. Don't pay evil for evil. And pro, you know, just be righteous. Provide things honest. Be honest. In the sight of all men. Then look at what he said. If it be possible. As much as lieth in you. Live peaceably with all men. All men means the witches, the wizards, the haters, the lovers, the cherishers, the fans, the frenemies. Frenemies, friendly enemies. You are close, but they want to kill you. And Jesus has made us know that he lieth with us to live at peace with all men. Look at the next verse. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. That, this one is beyond you. <laughs> this scripture is poison for somebody. Avenge not yourself. But rather give place unto what? Come on now. Unto love. 
Give place unto I love you. Give place unto what? For it is written. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. So normally you want to take it on haters, but God says that that is not your job. Your job is not to avenge yourself, to repay people evil for evil. It's to allow God do his work. You do your work. And your own work is that do good to haters. Those who hate you. And leave God to do his own. Is it difficult? I know the answer is yes, no. (laughs) Dearly beloved. And you know when he's talking about beloved, 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 he's talking about the child of God. Nice. Verse 20. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger. Let the scripture stay small. You know, when we are talking about vengeance, belong to God, all that is like the prayer in air. 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 Okay, God, I hand over to you and all of that. He has moved from the spirit. He's coming to the material, the physical. Let's see the scripture. Very nice. Therefore, if thine enemy is hungry, the one fighting you, if he say, I'm getting tired of fighting you because I'm hungry, find food for him. Give him more energy to fight you. Hey. So my husband doesn't like me. I won't I won't cook for him. It's a lie. And trunk My wife doesn't respect me. I won't give him money. I won't take care of her. It's a lie. And trunk. Oh boy. If you see your enemy hungry, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. He didn't say give him water. Drink can be apple juice. Smoothie. Prepare some. And that drink can actually be soup. Yeah, soup. Light soup, nice pepper soup. Nice with carrot inside. I love it. So when you are doing all this and you feel it's very difficult, what is the use of this? And all of that. Mind you that God has already said, vengeance is mine. And do not avenge. How does God pick candidate to avenge on your behalf. It's not through your prayer. Check this principle. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he test, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. It's vengeance not happening. That the goodness you extend to someone who hates you is what marks them and qualifies them for the vengeance. 
that you believe in vengeance, but you have been allowing enemies to run away because your heart doesn't do good. You want to arrest somebody for God's vengeance? Give them. When you give them, God will be looking for whatever was in your hand that he gave you that you have given to the enemy. And when he doesn't qualify, God says, hey, how do you receive from a hand of a righteous person and bite that hand? Let me, let me deal with you myself. Instead of hitting coals of fire, our lack of revelation has been keeping haters in air condition. So they sleep in nice weather. They can plan well and come at you again. Because there is no heapment, my own word, of coals of what? Fire. Grandmother, Mother-in-law, father-in-law is misbehaving. Step child. To meet child. Give that child food to eat. Heat coals of fire, first of all, on their conscience. Because it is not everyone who hates you that's a witch. Some hate you out of immaturity, some foolishness, some insecurity. Some all kinds. Some they have been hired without even they didn't even collect the money. The money Judas collected for betraying Jesus, he, he, he threw it. He kept himself on that field. Some people collect the job even before the reward. And they don't like you, they don't like you. But the Bible says that give them food, give them drink. Oh boy, to look into the eye of somebody you know hates you. Into the eye. You know you can see hatred in the eye. And give that person hey, I don't want some credit. If you are say, hey, I say, give them. You see, sometimes the kind of vengeance God puts on people is not to kill them, but to change them. So when the Bible says, like, let men see your good works that they may glorify your father. It tells you that sometimes your preaching doesn't change anybody beyond your good works. I'll say it again. Mentioning that people should receive Jesus without exhibiting or demonstrating good works doesn't always change people. And that's why more people get converted to the Eastern courts. Sometimes rapidly than into Christianity. Because all we have is good news without good works. 
But good news must go with what? Good works. So that let your light so shine before men. That they will see your what? Talk to me. They will see your good works. And so doing, they will glorify your God. It's powerful. So, if you are doing good to people and they are already good, it's nothing. You do good to people for a reward, an eternal reward, when they are people who hate you. Are you following now? It's powerful. Without this principle on ground, conflict will never be resolved anywhere in the world. Because people have committed heinous crime. Heinous. But do good. Do what? Do good. I love it. I'm going to show you some few scriptures. Galatians 6 9. It says that, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. So first of all, we have learned that when you do good to people who hate you, God piles um, fire on them through your hands. Then it says that we should not be tired. Why? Because God knows that you can easily be tired. Doing good. And when you get tired, you lose your harvest because you fainted. Hey. So there are people that some wicked people have crossed your heart and made you decide that as for me, I'm not doing good again. Because anytime I do good, they repay me with what evil. That is the person that is weary in well-doing and has fainted. So, so when you are looking for help, you will knock, knock, knock. They are fainted. They don't hear again. You have become, when they say you have fainted, you have become insensitive. You have become irresponsive to the needs around you. Praise the Lord. And even though you might have power to do so, you are unable to do it. Because you have fainted. I'm tired and I'm out. Fainted. Gone. But if you put yourself in that spiritual condition, you are missing something. Well, the hater may die or may not die, but you will miss something for sure. Something that you must reap in due season. You will miss it. And sometimes, what you will miss is a specialist surgeon who bang, barges into a surgical room and is not on appointment and has what it takes to save you or your child on the surgical table and finds out that you bear the name of the woman that poisoned him. And he knows he doesn't have any business there. So even though he sees the people doing something that cannot save you, he doesn't add to it. Why? 
Because to the merciful, he shall obtain what? Mercy. Anytime you are doing good to people who hate you, you are doing it for yourself. That you will reap it in due season. Yes. And the hand clapper is free in this head. No offering. You see that there will be a lot of due seasons in your life. You'll be expecting help that you never receive because you lost the opportunity of doing good to someone who hated you in a season before. Wow. And the verse number 10 is beautiful. Verse number the next verse. Give me the next verse. Yeah. He said, let us not be weary. Ah, next verse. As we have therefore opportunity. What's the word there? I can't hear you. What's the word there? As we have therefore opportunity. Let us do good unto all men. First level is which kind of men? men. Listen. Until your heart is ready to satisfy the first level, the second level is useless. I'm saying it again. Until you are willing to do good to your biological parents who gave birth to you and have misbehaved to you your giving a big offering to me, your pastor, is useless. If you bypass all men to people who are in the household of faith, you have that you have traveled too far. From your house where you saw a widow with orphans crying for food and you carry that money to church that we should take it and go and give donation to an orphanage. You have failed. Because the real orphanage was the one by your door. All men first. And all men mean some will be witches. Some will be hated. Some will be unbelievers. But as you have opportunity, do good. Are you following here at all? Do good. Do good. Stop all this. Thing. I've told you that some principles in the Bible would have to be fulfilled for you to see a great harvest. And it is part of your spiritual growth to protect yourself as you are doing that. That's why we pray. We pray so that our money in the hand of the witch will not be to our disadvantage. Are you following now? We partake of the communion. Don't sleep, oh! (laughs) 
I just entered somebody's eyes right now and saw that, hey, the person has reached Kumasi. Your father didn't take care of you. He hates you. You still send him now. You will still say, I'm telling you. I'm not negotiating with you. I'm telling you. You will send. You must send. You ought to send. You shall send. You will ought, shall, should, could send. It must be sent. Infinitum. You must send it. Some people are troubled, but thank God you are not trouble. Yes. You see that it is very easy for you to bypass your immediate dependence and do good outside when inside people are suffering. I'm preaching on Paul. Because sometimes you see the hatred pie in the eyes of people who are closer to you. Yes. I'm casting out devil, so. Somebody say, out! Yes. Yes. Shagadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabad
Now, the truth of the matter is that as for witches, we transact with them and engage them on a daily basis. Giving your money to your mother-in-law who is a witch is not different from buying watches from that witch. Is it not the same money? Even this one cried, he gave you food on top. On top. You ate the witch woman's watch, Harry. You ate, you gave money to collect a witch, witchcraft watch. Your mother-in-law, but yeah, you know she's a witch. So you gave the money and then you walk away. But this one, there, yeah, you ate witch, witchcraft watch. Huh. And still you didn't die. What makes you think giving to your mother-in-law who is a known witch is a concern? For where? For when? When we have been given? Wizards have been driving you Uber. You never died. Because greater is he that is in you than the wizard that wants to kill him. Are you here at all? Abba. I'm feeling it. Hey, you are covered though in Jesus' name. I said, you are covered in the name of the Lord. If you don't fear it, whatever you fear, fears you. Yes, I leave this matter. Who is going to kill you? For where? I said, sometimes when you are buying that Roasted planting. You can see clearly, even without a prophetic eye, that the roaster is a suspect. And yet you carry your own money. Take the money. Give me your suspicious. Someone say, hey, 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 hey. That's a nothing will do you if you do good. Nothing will do you. Forward. There are some things you already have divine preservation when you engage. It's like God has protected you before that so-called error. It's done. So God says that what? Children, obey your parents in the Lord. In fact, anampo. And you see, when the Bible says anna, that means you can't anna without a substance exchange. So because it is an instruction of God, God also has to take the overarching responsibility of your protection. Judges are protected by the state. Do you understand? How else? Can you imagine that a strong fetish priest looking for an American visa? Fast for 100 days dry. Invokes all his altars and idols. Cast a spell on the embassy. 
Whoever sees me. If I is able to make spells for people that whoever sees you, even for girls, spell and all that, whoever sees you will follow you. Whatever you say, they can't say no. And he himself goes to the embassy. Knowing all that he knows, carrying all the idols, he goes, one small girl who is an intern, a diplomatic intern, finishing a high school or secondary school, sitting in the cage. With all the idols invoked, the small girl goes, say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think you will return back to Ghana. She, all the idols, their face go do, oh. Huh. Because that person has a sovereign protection from God for sitting in that cage. Oh, yeah, Nejuma. And Obi, oh, yeah, Nejuma, be a Yamina Bonahobai. is why if you are selling the market a witch comes to bring their evil money to buy from you. It's not a concern. Because God has commanded that you should work. If you don't work, don't eat. And, and God should protect you. So when you are collecting the money, collect it with him. Collect it with him. With what? The evil money that people collect. Don't they send it to the bank? The, the tellers when they collect, do they die? Leave this matter. Because the teller is protected by God. That devil is a bastard. Where, where was the scripture cramp? That verse 10. Galatians says then. Watch it. Beautiful scripture. Galatians. Enyansis in As we have therefore opportunity. Good. Let us do good unto all men. Especially unto them who are of the household of what? Faith. They say that people will hurt you in church, but there is an especially caveat over their lives. They say, don't get to that point where you say, ask for me, church people. No, I'd rather do it in the mosque. Brother, to employ a Christian, door. I'd rather do an unbeliever. It's a lie. Especially, especially, your blessings are generated from a spiritual place. And if you assume that spiritual place is our place of fellowship, then it stands to reason that that place must benefit from the blessing and the people within that space. I don't know. Is God talking to somebody at all? 
What do you think is happening here? So don't get tired blessing God's people. Even though we misbehave sometimes. Proverbs 28, 27. Look at what the Bible said. Proverbs 28, 27. Brothers and sisters, he not give it to the poor. Oh God. He that give it unto the poor, Shadalak. But he that hide his eyes shall have many a curse. Oh my gosh. How can you understand a reading like that? Come to Africa. He that give it unto the poor shall not lack. <laughs> but he that hide at his eyes shall have many a curse. Watch this. Some people, you see, when the Bible says poor there, you would think that he's only talking about the one who lacks material. But the poor there is also someone who is not rich in love. Towards you. You love them, but they are poor in loving back. But they hate you. But if you give to that person who is poor in loving you, you shall never lack. <laughs> it's powerful. It's key. These keys are sometimes more powerful than the tongues you pray. Shukwa. Bugatti, Maserati, Ferrari. Somebody shout, I shall not lack. I can't hear you say, I shall not lack. Bible said that God will ensure that the giver will receive. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You see. I like the scripture because I want to show you something. Put that scripture at the bottom like that. You see, he that giveth unto the poor, it is God himself that pays the giver. And that is why you shall, because the poor doesn't have the capacity to pay you back. And he says that, but he that hideth his eyes. See, when you are giving, 
you don't give based on your eyes. You give based on what is in your hands. But the Bible is saying that one of the ways that a curse comes upon someone instead of a blessing is that that person hides the eyes. That person gives a blind eye to an opportunity to do good. So, it is a deliberate attempt to close your eyes to a need that has popped up because the person is not rich in love. So, how you use your eyes can bring you a blessing or a curse. And let me point to you that when the we are getting deeper into Bible study now, when the Bible is talking about eye, it's not just talking about vision, it's talking about focus. Then it says that if your eye is one, 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 your eye is one, it's talking about focus. That there are people who take their focus off what God is instructing. And based on that, they miss the opportunity for the blessing. So what looks for them are curses. That is why, because the brother or the sister in the church gossiped about you some time ago and you heard it. A champo. When you heard that, she needed something, you tended a the blind eye. By force. Hey. Do you know that there are some people they will be looking at you and they have not seen you? Look at someone say, I never some crane. I remember we traveled, we went to preach. We were supposed to preach somewhere in a foreign country. They invited us to preach. We got there. I and a friend of mine, they said they won't let us preach. Our bodies were so small. So, <laughs> so the friend of mine is a prophet. He said, he brought out this phrase after many days of frustration. He said, the people who were ministry, we didn't even know what they were trying to do. Some of them fetish priests, they, they will prophesy, then it will be like a fetish that the spirit has come upon it. They can't control them all. So they, I remember one from Togo like that. They had to pour water on him. Before the thing cooled down. Hey, in church. So when this friend of mine, who was a good prophet, saw that some necromancers and have been given chances, the thing frustrated me. said, hey, they bought some crap. Wow. God wants you to go out there and represent him. 
And God wants you to represent him in vim. Knowing that he's got your back. And nothing will happen. Share. So, don't close your eyes to the opportunity for doing good. Yeah. Some people, they will never repay you good for good. When you do them good, you have armed them to fight against you. But God says, don't get tired. Hey. Is it powerful already? Look at Genesis 51, verse 15. If it's not there, we'll look at verse 15. Chapter, 50, chapter 51, verse 15. Watch this and then we'll close. Are you, are you, are you in the church? Is that chapter 50, verse 51? 50, 15. Genesis. Nice. Yeah. Is it there? Yeah, beautiful. This is Joseph's brother, so. They hated the guy. They sold the guy. And then the guy went into a lot of trouble. Then, somewhere, somehow, God found a way to raise the guy. Are you here? People who are hated, the hatred doesn't kill them. If you are hated, you won't die because of the hatred. Your life will not be shot because of the hatred. The hatred, if I, I don't have time, but the hatred actually is a propeller to your destiny. That the Bible said they hated him until they could not speak one kind word to him. They had to act. But the action was needed to take him from where he was to where the prophecy said he should be. That he should be a prime minister in a foreign land. That was a prophecy. So, what do you gain from kind words? When you are carrying a prophecy, stagnation. Let me say, I will do the equation for you. You know, I did some small maths. Prophecy plus kind words equals stagnation. When God says you are a star, you will shine in a foreign land. The Bible says that before the famine, he sent a man ahead of them. But they hated him until they could not speak one kind word. That if they had no hatred, and they were just saying, Joseph, which we love you for your, for your dreams. We love you for your dreams. He will still be in Israel. When you are carrying prophecy, you don't need sympathy. You don't need kind words. When you are carrying prophecy, you need action. And some of the action will be negative. Some will be positive. But thank God for Romans. He says that all things. There is something there. All things. When you are carrying prophecy, the hatred is part of the all things working together for your good. Nothing missing, nothing taken, nothing broken. 
Somebody can hate you and they say, why is this person hate you? Why does he hate you like that? That's your open door. The hatred is your open door. I said, one man of God in Nigeria, anywhere somebody wanted to invite me, he will call the person and say, don't let him come. <laughs> hatred with passion. I didn't take his wife home. Don't let him come. Don't let him come. So it was don't let him come. Don't let him come. Don't let him. So that don't let him come. Don't let him come. Is the reason why he too he was trying to shift me to some of his friends. And not knowing that don't let me come has reached there. So one bishop like that. Who also had been spoken to. Don't let him come. He said, Abba, one person. If I call this one, he said, so, so and so has called that. Don't let him come. If I call this one, so, so and so has called. So he said that. I want to see why. Why? So he just decided to give me a chance. So. And that chance. God pass man. God what? Pass man. Don't let him come. Don't let him come. Make somebody sit down and say, could he be that this guy? I want to know. So now when people hate you, they are helping you. Sometimes negative news is the best news. A sales is a marketing tool. Yeah. As for you, you know, when uh, somebody gossips more about you, hey. Some people even want us to curse with Antoine in church. But the Antoine pulled you. Hey. Sister. <laughs> I want to end the message. Should I end it now? Sure. Joseph. Egypt. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead. They said, hey, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. They were expecting it. They hated him and sold him. So they were saying, this guy, now that he's in a place of power, he's going to hate us and pay us back. But watch what happened. 16. Let's read it. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, <laughs> They are telling Joseph what their father said before he died. We don't know whether it's true or false. Please put it big there. This is what the father said. 17. So shall ye say unto Joseph, say unto Joseph, forgive. 
I pray thee now. <laughs> the trespass of thy brethren. And their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee. Forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. Next verse. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servant. People must hate you before they can serve you. People who have no hatred for you, they don't easily bow before you. When God raises you. How does it feel? When Nelson Mandela came out of prison. I remember I was very young when the guy went to prison. And the day that they, they were saying, sending him to prison. The radio, everyone became like that. I remember we were going to our village. My stepfather's village. I said, why is the radio like that? He said, ah, Nelson Mandela is going to jail or he's coming out of jail. Now, wow. Hatred, apartheid. No apartheid. In his own country, he came and they were expecting him to requit. Say, leave this thing. Let's put the country together. That's how the same people who orchestrated his imprisonment killed a lot of the blacks in South Africa. They came and bowed. You see, because when God raises a man, he has raised a man. And even if you have a hate, you don't have a choice. Because that choice, dear, it belongs to God. Are you here now? When God makes you a wife, a mother, he has made you. Nobody can take it away from you. So they went and bowed before Joseph. And his brethren went and fell and bowed. Next verse in Paul is what I'm looking for. 19. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place. For am I in the place? Of, fear, fear not. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? Next verse. But as for you, ye taught evil against me. But God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day. To save much people alive. The hatred is part of the prophecy. But when you decide to pay evil for evil. You have, you have, is, am I in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? You are, you are losing yourself. For trying to pay evil for evil. Are you God? Am I in the place of God? That's, that's the question I ask. As I'm preaching right now. As powerful as the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. 
Somebody might be saying, Pastor, you don't know what happened to me. I don't know because I'm not supposed to know. But the Holy Spirit knows. And he's telling me to tell you that. You are man. And you too. You can't fool. That's why Joseph said. Am I in the place of God? I'm also fallible. So when I have opportunity. I will follow God. Rather than look like. As for me. Now you, Joseph, you used to do unconcern. If you saw your brothers playing around in the bush, instead of taking care of the sheep, are you not a gossip? So people who hate you, eh, they mean evil. But God turns that evil for your good. That is why you cannot enter into a relationship with hatred. You have to enter there with good because whatever God wants to turn in your favor is good. God cannot be extending goodness to somebody who is carrying negativity. Into a relationship. For evil that has been done. That is if you are fighting. For yourself. You don't need God. Hey. Is there another verse? But as for you, you taught. Look, I want to read the 21st. Watch this. But as for you, you taught evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people. Next verse. Now, therefore, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. So don't, don't, don't curse bad people and curse their children. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. What is the difference between a child of God and a child of the world? Number two, when we come into the same house, what is the difference between a mature believer and a baby believer. There must be a distinction. As for me, I'm not going to do as you did. I will nourish you, nourish your children. He comforted and said, fear not, if it is me, relax. Tell somebody, relax, relax. I can't hear you at all. Say, tell somebody, Relax. The way God has blessed you, you know, people must relax around you. Please rise. 
You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Minister.